1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talkin' Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green, and also a special guest of the show, the world famous, yes, world famous Taylor Blake Ward. Taylor, how you doing? Man, I got my booster
2: shot and I am feeling boosted. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am beat to expletives. Uh, definitely not feeling great, but I, I, you know, for you, man, uh, anything. Anytime, anyplace, anywhere, anything.
1: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, a couple questions, and and to start this off, how's the book going, how's all that going, and then give us the whole spew uh, of where we can find your work, where we can find you on social media, all that fun stuff. Yeah, the book's going good, In Search of Millionaires,
2: The Life of a Baseball Gypsy. Um, Seems like sales are going well. Uh, feedback so far has been good. Hearing from some uh, scouts and, and executives from about the 90s mostly, but, you know, mostly positive feedback. I haven't had anyone uh, cuss me out or anything like that, so that's a good thing. And uh, and Bob's happy, and his kids are happy, so that's uh, that's what matters. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble or through the iUniverse bookstore that is In Search of Millionaires, the Life of a Baseball Gypsy. And uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter at TaylorBlakeWard, and you can follow my work at
1: HomePlateView.com. Yeah, go to all that. Uh, I know me and Nate both picked up the book. I haven't been able to read it quite yet, but I'm I'm excited to to read it, especially after we had you and Bob on. I mean, just for the I think we had Bob on for twenty minutes and it was it was just it was so cool to talk to him. Like it's it's such a different mind than, you know, you and I and, and even Nate, you know, think about the game. It's it's unbelievable. So I like I said I'm excited to read the book. Um I think like he said uh, the bedtime stories of Bob Fontaine jr. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to read it. Um, Nate, I didn't forget about you. How you doing?
3: I'm doing good, Jared. How about you?
1: I'm not doing too bad, excited to talk some baseball, and guys, uh, if you could, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, leave us a review, whether it's good or bad, um, I know Taylor gave the whole spew, but go follow him if you don't already, I know he's one of the biggest names out there in, in Angels baseball, and, and draft news, and, and we're going to get to all that, but yeah, shoot a, shoot. Talking Halos a follow on Twitter, at Talking Halos, myself a Twitter, and myself a follow on Twitter, at uh, Jared underscore Timson, always Nate Green at NateGreen34, so Taylor, uh, Nate. Fun question to start it off with. Everybody knows I like to start off with a question. Uh, Taylor, I'll start with you. I don't know if you played video games or not. I saw Fox, I think, tweeted it out. But what's the best video game in your mind? Baseball video game of all time.
2: Ooh. um, I don't know. Uh, I, I had, I kind of did it where I didn't go year to year. I, I would buy a year and I would play it for like 10 years. So I did MLB The Show 07, the one with David Wright on the cover, um, and then I didn't buy one until that will be the show like 20 when Javi Baez was on the cover. So I'm not necessarily the greatest person to ask. I know a lot of people liked, um, MVP baseball. Oh, four. I know that's like universally everyone's favorite. Um, there was one from like the nineties that I really liked where you could have a home run derby in a, in a living room. Um, and you were like five inches tall. Um, that one was cool. I, I I I don't remember, but those, yeah, I'll stick with those, Uh, MLB The Show 07, and whatever that one from the 90s was.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm with you on that, I liked 05, uh, Manny Ramirez on the cover, uh, MVP Baseball. Yeah, Yeah. that's
2: what I meant, that's what I meant. Yeah,
1: I I actually, I picked up uh, both that and Backyard Baseball uh, during COVID, at the beginning of COVID, and I just, you know, I started playing it again. It was a lot of fun. I'm not a big video game guy either, uh, but when it comes to baseball, it's always fun. Uh, MVP Power or uh, MLB Power Pros, I think on the Wii was another good one I like to play. But Nate, what do you got on this question?
3: Yeah, the MVP Baseball game was was legendary. I think people still play that game to this day, which is crazy to think about. But uh, Slugfest was always fun too. and then the college baseball game doesn't get enough love. I, I always loved playing the college baseball game. With the uh, Weaver was on the cover of one, and I don't remember what Texas Longhorn was on the cover, but those were always fun to play.
1: Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I like the Weaver one. I, I I scrolled through some replies on on that face on that Twitter uh, on that tweet and saw everybody's post, and it was pretty much the same as us. Nobody had backyard baseball though, so uh, shout out Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> the goat. So let's get on to some actual baseball questions, and uh, of course, Taylor's here. So we got to talk some prospects. So Taylor, I know you and I both do prospects, but in your eyes, who's a prospect to keep an eye on? I, I know we're a long ways out, but angels-wise, w- w- what do we got? Is there somebody that we should know about heading into the uh, twenty twenty-two season?
2: Um, I think Sam Bachman. I know it's easy to pick the first round pick, but I think there's a lot to that. I think that, um, you know. People are raving about Sam Bachman uh, once he joined the Angels organization. Uh, There's obviously a lot of questions prior to that uh, when he was in college. Can he stay healthy as a reliever? Is he a starter? Things like that. But people are raving about him. You know, he's got 270 great pitches or, or better. Uh, you know, that changeup is progressing. Uh, I actually like the second round pick as well, Kai Bush out of St. Mary's, the, the tall lefty. Um, those are probably the two guys. I mean, it, realistically, I. I Uh, being kind as angels, uh, farm system isn't really, it's not really all that great. Um, so, you know, finding guys, it's kind of more or less the guys that that really intrigue you. So the Kyron Paris, the Jordan Adams, the, the Sam Bachman and the Kai Bush, those are kind of the guys that really impressed me. Uh, so I would stick with Sam Bachman.
1: Yeah. I, I think for me every single day that Sam Bachman changes, uh, is he a starter? Is he a reliever? I, I I I get worried about it, you know. Like I want to I want to start her in that first round, but you know, I, I feel like every report it changes. Every time I see him, it's like oh, he, he's a he's a reliever, and then every time you hear a report, and I know that I think Jeff Fletcher had a report mid season, and it was like Sam Bachman's a dude from from all these scouts that saw him pitch in, in high A. So. I'm excited to see what he has to do. uh, He has to offer Um, made it all the way up to double a technically. I know he didn't pitch there, but found himself all the way up to double a last year. And I would assume he's going to compete for some type of role. I don't know if it's going to be in the rotation, but it could be a Chris Rodriguez type bullpen thing. I I I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what they do, especially with those two guys that you mentioned. Um, Nate, I'll get on to you. I think I know the answer to this, but I got to ask you, who are you excited to see in 2022?
3: Taylor hit on all the prospects that, that if you're looking at the angel system, you got to be excited about Jordan Adams, Kyron Paris, Sam Bachman. So um, I can attest to uh, what Jared said. His answer does change about every day, whether Sam Bachman's a starter, a reliever, going to be great, going to be good, whatever. So, yeah, Jared and I talk about this, and it changes every single day with him. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Didn't you just say he was a reliever? He's like, no, no, no. He's going to be an elite starter. And I was like, okay. Two days later, it's like, no, no. He's a bullpen guy what <laughs> so he, he does do that
1: yeah taylor i don't know if you have anything else to put in that sam bachman conversation is he a starter or is he a reliever i guess the only time will tell right uh yeah
2: realistically i mean he, you make projections and um you want to stay on par with one so if he is a starter you can project uh it, it's basically can he develop that third pitch and can he throw strikes um at a regular rate, um, so far he's shown that he can do that. I mean, his strike throwing ability is is perfectly fine. Yeah. But his stuff right now plays at the uh, at the major league level, so he probably could come up as a reliever in the next year and service himself fine. It's just, do you want to identify him in that role specifically? Uh, but no, he, he's got a he's got a fine chance to start. It's just, can he? Uh, stay deep, and can he work his way deep in games, hold his
3: velocity, and and can he find a way to have that changeup be a usable third pitch?
1: Yep, I I think it comes down to that third pitch at the end of the day. I don't think we see too many starters anymore with that one-two punch. Um, I think, you know, they find it in the bullpen more. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what Bachman has in store at the end of the day. Um, So let's get on to our next question here. Another prospect question. With the lockout, there's no Major League Rule 5, draft i know i didn't talk about this before the uh before the show taylor off the record but um is there anybody in the minor league draft that maybe we should keep an eye on if you've even looked because i haven't even looked at the minor league draft i know that's like one of the most difficult things to to predict um, and not that we're hearing anything either because we can't hear anything at the moment either but w- what do you got on the rule five draft if anything um
2: nothing really i mean is what we're doing um, teams won't protect uh, players until Tuesday night, and the draft is on Wednesday. So I don't even think teams understand what they're doing um, when it comes to this stuff. I mean, I'm sure they, I, I, I'm sure they are. I mean, they don't have anything, to, anything else to do. It seems like, um, but uh, no, I mean, low impact. I mean, every now and then you get a, a pretty premium guy that, that comes from the minor rule five. Um, but it's it's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody's picking the next Roberto Clemente to, or on Wednesday.
1: Yeah, I, I just figured I'd ask. I saw, you know, that that was still going on and probably the only baseball news we we're going to have for a little while. So, figured I'd ask. I, I, I had no news on that front either. So, you know, uh, that's just what I had. So, let's get on to some actual baseball news. I think we did, me and Nate did this last time, but I'd love to get your opinion. Um, grade the Angels off season so far, Taylor.
2: Um, uh, putting me in a bit of a hole. Um. The Angels had seven holes by Mike count They needed two frontline arms. Uh, they needed they needed a frontline starter. They needed someone to compliment him. They needed a back end starter. They needed about three bullpen pieces. They needed a backup catcher, and they needed a shortstop. Um, I don't, you know, backup catcher has not been addressed obviously, and that might be Matt Thice for all we know. Which I think there's, I think. Uh, you can find the Drew Buteras and the Jeff Mathises of the world and be perfectly fine with that. I mean, even a guy like Anthony Mulrine in the organization could possibly serve that. So I'm not really stressed about that. Um, Shortstop, you know, are you going to have Tyler Wade and and Luis Ranjifo go fight for that spot? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think you still have to address shortstop. Um, As for frontline starters, I think you've found your complement to the frontline starter Noah Syndergaard, I think he has frontline upside, and I think he's capable of doing that. Um, but I think he needs to be your complement. I don't think he needs to be your your priority piece. Um, Michael Lorenzen, whatever he ends up being, uh, you know, bullpen. I think he belongs in the bullpen. But if he can start for you and, and be that back end option, whatever, that's great. Um, obviously, getting Rizal back is you know that's a plus right there. Aaron Loop, a plus. Um, so. You know, I guess I'm grading on a curve because I think the bullpen so far is in the A's or B's and the, and the rotation is probably in the, the C's and the the rest of it is probably in the D's or the F's. Um, so I think I'm just going to kind of sit there. There's a lot of off-season left, um, but I think that free agency is really where you need to go. I don't think you want to go to the trade market to go find a starter because that means you're losing one of uh, Joe Adele or Brandon Marsh. Um, so I... I C ish, C plus. Uh, I guess that's. I would just say whatever.
1: I don't even know if it's a pass, or a passing grade. So I guess C minus is what I would go with. That's fair. And 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 on the trade standpoint, me and Nate thought that it would almost be better to go out and and look at the trade market, uh, just because of how inflated this this starting pitching market is for, you know, on the free agent side of things. I mean, we saw Gosman. In our opinion, get overpaid a little bit. We saw Ray get overpaid a little bit. Uh, Max Scherzer. Do we even need to say it? I mean, even dating back to Trevor Bauer, the names, um, that name that shouldn't be spoken. But you know, it, it just feels like it's a very inflated uh, pitching market, and and the Angels are target number one at that. So I, I'm I'm with you on that. You know, it's going to be. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> if you get what I'm saying, I don't know how you feel about this pitching market. Um, it, not that there's anybody really left either.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are guys, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Ranke, um, I think Danny Duffy is, you know, it, it's you can go and get another arm and, and feel confident in having Noah Syndergaard and Shohei Otani frontline your rotation with another guy in there, but realistically, you know, you want a Chris Bassett or a Luis Castillo or that's a, the issue is the trade market I feel like is pretty limited um I don't think there's a lot you know acquiring a starting pitcher is not something that's easy to do so when there's one that's you know available to all 30 teams via free agency that's kind of the way to go um starting pitching market, I think, on the trade front is going to be very expensive, and I think Oakland is going to get a haul if they can move all three of their big arms, in, in Manaya and Bassett, and uh, Frankie Montas, but um, you know, Luis Castillo, obviously the, the cream of the crop, but even if you get a guy like Sonny Gray, or or a Tyler Molly or so realistically any of those Cincinnati arms or, or those Oakland arms, uh, you know, Montas, Benaya, and Bassett, Or, you know, maybe Tampa wants to depart with Tyler Glasnow because they are stupid when they say they can't afford things, even though they can. And I love the Tampa organization, but that's ridiculous. They can't pay Tyler Glasnow $6 million or whatever. He gets in arbitration. So yeah, I, I mean, there's some arms, but I think the trade market is going to be really tough because I think, uh, I don't think there's a lot of arms on the trade market, so their value is going to be at a very high mark. Like I said, acquiring a starting pitcher is
3: not easy. Yeah, Taylor, i, I got a couple questions for you. I, I think, is Herman Marquez a possible guy? Is John Means a possible guy, adding to the potential trade candidates? And if not, what, is a, what does a Chris Bassett trade look like? He's got one year left to team control. Oakland is clearly in sell Sell mal mode. Um, does a Griffin Canning and maybe someone else get that done? Um, I don't think
2: so. I think you're, you're selling Griffin Canning at his low point. Um, and I don't think his trade value is really up there, even though he's young and, and has years of control. I also think the Angels want to retain that. I mean, you know, you, you want to retain all the pitching you can, and obviously, trading pitching for pitching would be something that would probably be beneficial for the both acquiring teams. But uh, I don't think the Angels are looking to, to get rid of pitching. Um, Chris Bassett is kind of a hard one because Oakland doesn't have to get rid of those guys. I, don't, that's, I think that's the issue is I don't think anyone has to get rid of anyone just yet. I, I know that Oakland's trying to create space and, and move some things, but I think uh, Chris Bassett is still – I think they still sell high on everything thing i think regardless of who it is uh you mentioned john means i think he could be just because it's baltimore and they're in a weird deal i don't know what's going on with baltimore man i really like mike elias a lot uh the general manager there but i don't know what they're doing i don't know their direction Uh, i don't like their direction (laughs) um so i don't know uh herman marquez i don't believe is on the market right now based on what we're hearing from colorado which uh Another big question mark, you don't really know what the future of Colorado is, so maybe he is, but I think realistically, if you want to acquire a starting pitcher in this market, you have to you have to trade a Brandon Marshall or a Joe Adele. And if you aren't, you're not getting uh, the quality that you really want at the front of your rotation. You're getting a back-end arm for possibly, you know, I, I'm just going to – throw a name out there maybe a jordan adams i mean jordan adams it
3: might not even be worth a uh, back end arm i mean we we focus so highly on prospects but you know there is a reason why
2: guys are major league talents and why these guys are established major leaguers so acquiring one for a prospect uh, can be very challenging uh, i think it no matter what i think if the angels are going to make a trade for a starting pitcher and someone that's viewed as a middle or better front line, you know, starter, uh, you're you're looking at Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele. And if you had to, which one would you trade? Uh, I would trade David Fletcher in that situation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, realistically... Um, I know I threw you in a bad spot. My bad. No, no, no. It's fine. I, I
2: just wouldn't. Um, the dynamic between those two is something that it's a non... It's almost a non-baseball thing. Um, You know, Eric Ibar and Howie Kendrick, you look at them isolated with each other. They're good baseball players, but it's not like they're outstanding. But when they play together, they're better, right? Um, So I think that that's what Brandon and Joe really bring to the table. And I think that Mike Trout is really going to enjoy playing with these guys. Um, So I I just don't want to toy with that dynamic. I don't want to separate the two. Uh, If I had to get rid of one, if I had to get rid of one, I would say – Joe purely because of the strikeouts but that's really stretching it um that's really stretching it you 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 put me in a
3: bad spot there (laughs) (laughs) i know i know but it it was just an interesting thought from from the guy who knows all prospects so thank you for at least answering (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely man anything you (laughs) got
1: yeah it, it it'll be very interesting to see what happens when baseball resumes and and speaking about when baseball resumes, is there a move you'd like to see the angels make? I mean not even from like a favorite player standpoint, but from like uh hey, you want to see the angels do well next year what's that what's that next move that's gonna help them out Taylor uh, I'm gonna
2: get
3: a lot of flack for this a
2: lot of flack um I would sign Carlos
3: Correa. Uh, We've been saying that for a while, so you're, you're, a, a, you're fine.
1: Yeah, no, you should I, I was I was waiting for it. I was building it up over here. You get nobody can see me obviously, but I was I was super excited for that answer. Yeah. We are we are hundred percent on with that. That's as weird as this sounds, you gotta go get a shortstop. I think I think, you know, I think we all talk about this. Building a team, you gotta build up the middle. Uh center field, second base shortstop, and catcher. And the Angels have three of those four positions, and I mean of course pitching too, but yeah, uh, the Angels are missing that shortstop, and I, I'm I'm with you. I think it's a. I would love to see Correa. I know that fans wouldn't, and I know we're going to get chewed out for this, but I, I'd love to see Correa. He's an amazing baseball player, regardless of what happened in Houston. And uh, again, Trevor Story is another name. I mean, if you want to go, I don't. I, I don't think the trade market is really open for one of those big names, but. Yeah, I um I think we're in full agreement with you here, Taylor. Like we um we've been talking about this for for a while. We were hoping the Corey Seeger front might be there for whatever it is. Um but yeah, I, I I think that and I think we both agree, I think probably all three of us agree, that, you know, building a team, you gotta build around that shortstop and have something solid there and and I think that opens a lot of things. With your minor leaguers, too, I know Nate talks about, hey, you get a shortstop, you can go and open the trade market for maybe a Jeremiah Jackson, a Kyron Paris, heck, I mean, like, I love Errol Vera, but there's not a lot of room for him in, in you know, two, three years down the road whenever he's ready, so it opens up a lot of things, that's that's for sure, so I don't know if you have any other talking points on, on the Carlos Correa front. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he's young, um, you know, I don't want to
2: give 10 years to anybody, um, but If that takes him through, I believe Carlos is 27, 28. Does that sound right? 26 turning 27, I believe. I mean, if that contract takes him through 36 as opposed to 40, I I buy into that. Um, Obviously, he's not going to be a shortstop the entirety of that time. But, yeah, I I don't think it handcuffs you. Um, I think this is a special baseball player, it gives you a shortstop for the next six, seven years. Um, I, I buy into it. I think he is a special baseball player, um, and I think that it does open doors for next season even. It opens doors for the next couple seasons, but even this season it does open doors, and, and you can make those kind of moves that you really want to. So uh, I buy into it. Um, you know, I, I don't buy into Trevor Story. Uh, I actually I don't think Trevor Story is uh, – I don't want to say he's not good because he is, but I, I don't think he's – what people make him out to be, um, so yeah, I buy into the Carlos Correa front. And if you're not going to go get him, then I think you need to either preserve for uh, a mid-season uh, acquisition, or or you have to go and find that guy. And whether that be Luis Castillo or whatever it is, uh, that's the guy. So.
1: Yeah, so I mean, well, you heard it here first. Carlos Correa to the Angels. Uh trade Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele. No, I'm just kidding with you. I'm kidding with you, Taylor. Um Yeah, we we don't do that here. <laughs> no, uh last question here for you, Taylor, before I let you go. I know, like you said, uh, you had the shot and everybody's probably getting pretty tired here. But uh I don't think a lot of people are talking about this yet. Last season, I believe, of Joe Madden under contract, what does the future hold? Uh in the Angels managerial front. What what would you do in I don't know it's 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 something that hasn't really been talked about, but it's something that it's gonna probably need to be addressed, especially if the angels are another five hundred team and uh you know how the ownership goes with that type of thing um
3: i'm I'm gonna be so Jared, you know
2: me well, and Nate, I think you've followed me long enough to to understand this is I can toss bias out the window very quickly um I don't think I can toss my Joe Madden bias out. I love the guy. Um, I think I want him around for the next twenty years. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, I, I think that Joe Joe is great for the Angels. I think a front office position would be great, outstanding for him. Um, I understand that as a manager, things are changing. Um, can he stay with the game? He's very creative, and Shohei Otani would not be doing what he's doing without Joe Madden. Uh, and Perry Manazzi and allowing that. But I, uh, man, I I think experienced managers are the way to go. I mean, honestly, you know, there's, I think A.J. Hinch is special because he's a one and an only. You know, he's a one in 30, but he's so special. You don't just get A.J. Hinch just because you go and hire some, you know, former minor leaguer who went to Harvard whatever it is uh i think aj Hinch is very special so realistically i don't know where you would go uh i think i I really like jay bell i really like jay bell um in the angels organization i think that he would be a great guy to have stick around and, and take over the helm i think he knows what he's doing not just from a development standpoint but from a managerial winning standpoint um but realistically, I think that I think maybe just a bit too ahead of the curve on that question. Something I haven't thought of. Uh, but you're right. You know, it is something that we have to think of because Joe is in the last year of his contract, and we don't know what is what he wants to do in the future.
1: Yeah, and uh, speaking on the j Bell front, I mean, we've only heard unbelievable things from him. Everybody, every player that I talk to uh, down there in Double A and who's been. Uh, with Jay, it's just been unbelievable. We saw the development with those guys in Double A. We saw how well they played, and if anybody followed that season in Rocket City, <laughs> you uh, you saw what what happened. They were within a game or two of a of of the playoff spot down the road there, and unfortunately, they had a COVID issue. But but yeah, you know, it's um, I, I, you can only speak highly about Jay Bell. I That's a that that I i i really like j bell I, I mean you can only speak highly enough but yeah the uh mike's the not mike social thing but the joe madden thing is an interesting talking point i might have hit it a little bit too early but it's something that is gonna have to happen here relatively soon <laughs> so uh taylor just want to say thanks for coming on give us you again where we can find your book where we can find you on twitter where we can find your work yeah absolutely thanks to both you and nate
2: man nate it's good to finally chat with you buddy um you guys can uh, check out the book in search of millionaires the life of a baseball gypsy it's available on amazon barnes and noble uh, the i-universe bookstore and essentially at this point anywhere you can find books um, <laughs> and uh if you guys want to follow me on twitter i am at taylor blake ward and uh all my writing is at homeplayview.com
1: Absolutely, and uh, guys, go buy Taylor's book if you haven't already. Uh, it's gonna be—it's a, a fantastic book. Like I said, I haven't read it yet, but I'm after talking to Bob and after talking to Taylor about it, it sounds just like a dream of a book. It really does, and. Um, That's coming from somebody who only reads baseball books, by the way. Don't read anything else. Um, But, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Again, making us one of the best podcasts. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. Leave us a review. Um, You can follow Talking Halos on Twitter at Talking Halos. Follow myself, Jared underscore Tims. Follow Nate at NateGreen34. And, Taylor, again, thank you so much. Go get some rest, man. I know that uh, these shots kind of take a toll on everybody. But, again, thanks so much, man you got it
2: buddy appreciate you guys having me on
1: appreciate it and uh, guys have a great rest of your day